Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. You already know, well maybe you don't know, but for those who've been down with All Turns No Breaks since day one, it's your girl Tam. I'm back! And for those that don't know, it's your girl Tam, and I'm back. Okay, so now that we got all that out the way, oh well I guess I should explain. I'm still retired, but I decided to go to a race. Yes, your girl was at the Coliseum in Los Angeles for the clash. And since I was there, I said, okay, I gotta come on All Turns No Breaks and talk about my experience, right? I mean, after all, I started this damn podcast and now Renee and Kenny have taken over. But in all seriousness, for those who aren't familiar with me, well, I guess I just told you I started this damn thing. <laughs> but in any event, wanted to talk about the clash. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I jump back in and I'm taking over. Renee, Kenny, you with me? You know oh, we here. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> we hey, are here. Hey, hey, hey. We, we we didn't go nowhere. We we right here with you. I ain't go, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was trying not to laugh like at the at the very beginning when you was like, hey, I started this damn thing. I mean, I understand you gotta let people know, but I was trying my hardest not to laugh, but. You know, we still here. <laughs> I know. I was trying. I was trying hard not to laugh either. But I, t- I tell you what, I am happy at, for for several reasons. And the first one, Tam, it is so good to hear your voice. It's so good to have you back on this podcast. And and and, and I'm happy that you know we're we're back in season. I mean, because both of you know, you know, sometimes going down towards the end of the the, the year uh, of the season, it's just tiring, and you're just ready to get it over with. But uh, but I'm really excited that we're back. And mostly because of Tam hearing your voice back on the podcast with us just means everything. And it, it, it really, you know, got me pumped up knowing that that we were going to have you back. And and I tell you, you know, the, the, the whole the whole clash itself being at the Coliseum is just enough to get your 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 juices going. But man, it is it is it is so good to be back, you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you. How it all came about was I got a message from someone who works at NASCAR and was like, Hey, you coming out to the clash? Good. I thought about it. I kind of wanted to see Pitbull and Ice Cube. No offense to, to NASCAR, but I was like, Good. And then I got another call from someone who is in the media and they were like, are you coming out? And I was like, Good. and I was like, you know what? Let me come out, cover the race, do some social media. So if you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I was the one tweeting and posting to Facebook stories all week. And I actually just thought about something i am going to post some more photos now that i've downloaded the actual photos from my camera and not just from my phone to the instagram account so if you aren't make sure to check us out at turns no breaks on instagram and twitter but with that being said i said well since i'm covering a race i have to do a little bit more than social so i decided to so i decided to jump back in and talk some nascar with you guys and i may write an article or do a video before the week is out about the clash as well but oh my god or as my mom would say omg i was at the track <laughs> yeah my mom would say OMG. i was about your to say your OMG. mom be saying that <laughs> i was gonna say man <laughs> 
My mom don't even use OMG. I stayed away from the track for, I think, over a year. I think my last race was 2020. And I haven't covered NASCAR or watched a race because a lot of people don't know. When I said I was done, I was done. So I didn't watch a race. I literally only was watching F1 last season. Obviously, it felt good to be back on the track. It felt like I never left. Many years in the game with NASCAR. So I quickly picked up what was happening. But I'm not going to lie i was so confused at all the driver changes and everything that was going (laughs) on oh my god after the race i had to call kenny like wait what i went on nascar.com to update myself on what was happening but i was so confused i was like kurt bush's (laughs) yeah 23 xi Uh, you know in the 45 you know tam i was i was reading i was reading kenny's email about you know how how you know like our our little agenda of how we're going to do the podcast today and i i totally forgot how many people were you know how many changes we had how many driver changes we had and i didn't even realize that that it was so many like that and i i i'm gonna be honest with you I almost got dizzy just reading it i was like oh my god hey <laughs> so, man so look, don't feel bad tam i was confused too i had to keep y'all refreshed man because we had like a lot of movement <laughs> like for real there was a, a decent amount of movement now this wasn't like a summer or not a summer it wasn't like a winter where we had like carl edwards just say all right i'm done after homestead like after that wreck but <laughs> you yeah. know we got keselowski he's now a owner driver roush fenway keselowski racing austin cendrick is now in his car at penske in the number two 23xi got kurt bush and number 45 young harrison burton wood brothers racing he replaced maddie d now he's in the truck series ty Dillon finally got himself a little bit of a ride petty and gms yeah. racing all combined all this happened so quickly and colleague racing decided to come up to cup they're still running in xfinity but they came up to cup with justin haley and they have an all-star car with daniel hemrick aj allmendinger and noah gragson who will all attempt the 500 and a f1 champion jack villeneuve is actually going to make an attempt to make the Daytona 500 with a brand new team wow. but yeah it was a wild offseason low key when you think about it but hey we are here and Tam you got to witness the next gen car and you got to hear that yeah. thing and I still I work for NASCAR and I actually have not had a chance to hear that thing in person yet which is crazy but it's so been Tam, a while. Tell us how was it? <laughs> yeah like for real like I asked Tam on Sunday I was like hey you know like how loud is the car like how do you feel about the car because I mean people kept telling me that it was louder than the previous car which is kind of cool because hell that's what, that's what we're all yeah. here for. It was loud, but one observation, I don't know if I should say blame it or thanks to, but one observation I made, and Kenny, you and I talked about this offline, was the number 42. He was caught in the middle, and they sandwiched <laughs> mm-hmm. him. They was bumping and banging, and he still kept going. I love it. I love it. No, seriously, because in the previous car, that would not have happened. Nope. Your not even a chance. Your would have been all bent up, crushed up, and would be on pit roll. And technically, I'm telling you, you have a pit roll for the clash? Technically, well, technically, that, no. I, I was going to th- see, that's what I was going to say, Kenny. I was going to say, I, I, I didn't, I mean, technically, I didn't see one. I, I didn't think that they they had one. Nah, by technicality, no. They just had that legitimate spot in the infield for, for like if something was 
was to happen to a car like if you had a damaged like yeah, rag. Yeah, they had to pull in. Yeah, you had to pull in there because pretty much like none of them were going to have to pit. Like you literally can make that entire race without having to pit. It was only 37 and a half miles in total for the uh, main event. So, you know, a full tank of gas in one of those cars and go the distance. Yeah. Mm. It was interesting. I enjoyed the qualifying race immediately before the actual race. That was spectacular. And as a fan, I loved every moment of it. But for <laughs> the new NASCAR fans in the stands, I thought that it was great. Now, for our old listeners, you already know, I'm not a fan of short track racing. New listeners... Yeah you know now i'm not a fan of short track racing i am all about the super <laughs> and i didn't know what to expect especially because what did they consider the clash like that wasn't even a quarter mile like what was it it was actually you were right on the money it was just a quarter mile and to come it seems yeah, than a quarter yeah mile. i think it was a legit quarter mile and the only thing i can compare it to is literally bowman gray stadium in winston-salem which of course some people were like well why didn't we have it there well guess what because it's not la los baby, angeles that's why. exactly los angeles yeah, exactly or winston-salem exactly. la or winston-salem is ice cube coming to winston-salem probably not is pitbull coming to winston-salem eh, i doubt it will yeah. i go to winston-salem only to see my brother <laughs> Kenny, i'm gonna cut you off i got a feeling if the money was right pitbull would be right there mr 305 <laughs> yeah mr worldwide he'll go anywhere exactly. rocking it out in winston-salem that would be wild i ain't gonna lie to you that whole what? city would be on tilt <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, and you know what, Tam? We, we me and Kenny uh, were were texting about it even before the 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 clash even started. I think I, I think Kenny, we we were texting maybe the day before, maybe the the day of early that that morning. And you know the the the, the thing is is that we were talking exactly that is that you know I, them having it there at the L.A. Coliseum here in Los Angeles. I mean, it just makes sense to have it there because this is where all, all excuse me, this is where all of your celebrities are. Then you can get them here and you don't have to fly them here. You fly them there and they're, they're already here and they're going to come in and, and, and they're going to do this. Now, I'm sure they probably could have got them to go anywhere else, but it's Los Angeles, California. I mean, right in the heart of L.A. This is where you wanted that clash to start off. This is how you wanted to start the 2022 season. Exactly. No, nah, for sure. Don't forget, there's a little game happening in Los Angeles called the Super Bowl. So exactly, never heard of it. (laughs) It was a great idea to do it the week before, but personally. It would have been awesome if they could have did it during the week, but I know TV. That would have been wild. But wow, that would have been wild. You have your influx of people who are descending on the Subo City, usually about that Wednesday or Thursday, so it would have got an extra bump. But you know, that's neither here or there. I give NASCAR an A minus. I loved everything about the race. I thought they did a wonderful job with the setup. Everything was just great. My only complaint was. Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide, and Mr. Yay Yay as an Ice Cube. They performed, yay? but they did not perform where the fans in the stands could see. The fans in the stands could only see them on the Jumbotron. And I was a little bit disappointed that the Jumbotrons were so small at the Coliseum. Like, let's not yeah. get it twisted. This is not Jerry's world as in the Dallas Cowboys, because you know they have a huge... <laughs> That's right. 
jumbotron and for that matter <laughs> for any of you guys who are listening who have been to the texas motor speedway they also have a big jumbotron uh, do they still call it jumbotron or am i dating myself <laughs> I, I don't know uh, they still no, call I, it that but they probably do <laughs> well i'm yeah. calling it a jumbotron it's cool but i know what you mean though <laughs> The Coliseum yeah. jumbotrons were half the size of those that are yeah that are that are at those other uh, other sporting events yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah a lot of people said that though and including you and I was like one of the first things you told me about that and I was like dang that kind of sucks but when I went went back and looked at some of the images I'm like dang I didn't know they were that small but you know it's it was cool yeah. I still thought it was cool I'm gonna be honest with you I never thought in a million years. <laughs> That I was ever going to see Ice Cube perform at a race, I never could have imagined it. Couldn't couldn't have pictured it. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think it's great for them trying to 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 really you know kind of create uh, a new a new buzz and 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 bring in you know a new a new line of fans to come in and and I mean it's it's what we've always talked about on this on this podcast since since the beginning when me and Tam started it and you came in, Kenny. Or should I say when Tam started the damn thing? <laughs> and it's 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 something we've always talked about. Like how how is NASCAR gonna create, you know, a new fan base? And you know, this is just a perfect example of that. I think they're going in the right direction. You know what? You just said the most important thing and the one thing that I have been seeing today is Tuesday. We're recording this on. And I just wanna say right now, I have seen plenty of discourse in between like what people have thought about that and the fact that they did something so different. Obviously, like no matter what. We're going to get people to complain. And a matter of fact, I will call this person out right now from Sunday when Tam posted on the account to say, hey, what do you guys think about the sounds of the car? Some guy replied and tagged me in it as well and said, hey, you know, I wish the clash was in Daytona, this, that, and the third. It should have never left. It should have never did this. It should have never did that. And for once, I had a low amount of patience. And I said, you know what, dog? You ain't got to watch it. <laughs> you ain't even got to <laughs> You don't even gotta watch yeah, it, you know. Yeah, and and the true. thing and the thing is, people were complaining about the clash being in Daytona not long ago. I know for a fact I used to see this all the time. Oh, they tear up a bunch of cars. They always wreck the cars. Or there's too many people who get into the clash anyway. So why we even do it this way? It's not even technically by tradition sake. This, that, and the third. And then we get this. It's something completely different. It's out of the box. And honestly, this is an old school thing where guess what? If you want to get to the fans, you bring the show to them. And Los Angeles has been a market that NASCAR has forever wanted to be that deep and that that close to it. And how as well as you, will you do something like that by obviously putting it in the in the Memorial Coliseum? Literally, put a racetrack yeah. literally there, and you bring it to the fans. And honestly, from what they said, about 50k or so showed up. I think you did your job right. <laughs> I, I think you did your job right. You know, Kenny. Not only did 50,000 fans show up, and from what I'm hearing, they're saying that 70% of that 50% had never been to a NASCAR race. The viewership was up. It was the tried out. Since, what, 2016? Yes, and that was in Daytona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's 2022. You gotta try. Well, and let me just say this. Y'all want short track racing. NASCAR gave you short track racing. That, I, Literally. I've this a million times, and it's sad that I have to say it in my return back to the podcast, but you just can't please NASCAR fans, no matter what you do. Somebody's yeah. gonna always complain. Yeah, it doesn't matter, and that sucks because, like, obviously, there are a lot more people from what I saw had a more positive reception and of course we've got people that also have been trying to find any and every way to hope that this thing was just an ultimate failure but 
at the end of the day, look, they did something they did not expect to necessarily be perfect on the first go, and nobody expected that. I don't think so, but I think you got a pretty good output. You put on display the brand new car that's going to race in about a week at Daytona, and besides, when you think about it, mm-hmm. we get two cup races at Daytona, and not even just two. If you if you count the duels, you get four cup races at Daytona in a year. You get two Xfinity races, a truck race, and an ARCA race. You get, you get that seven times in a year. <laughs> I think that... I think yeah. that's plenty. I, if I'm not mistaken, like, you know, we go some other places twice a year. So, I mean, hey, look, I I think that's enough Daytona. You know, I love Daytona much as the next person, but why not do this thing? And honestly, mixing up the exhibition race is perfect because that's what it's for. It's not supposed to be the marquee event that is like the only thing in like the standard of whatever you want to, you know, hold NASCAR to or auto racing to. It is literally for like a casual person to get into it. And to bring it to the LA Coliseum was literally the best way to do it and guess what it worked it worked (laughs) but yeah i don't know i have no idea what's gonna please people or what because i feel like you can do any and everything you can make the entire schedule short tracks and guess what there's gonna be somebody complaining i mean hell martinsville and spring is gonna have less than 100 lap 100 laps less than what it was advertised as normally and people are upset but also at the same time i'm like why a hundred laps isn't going to hurt anybody it is literally more than likely gonna create a better race and the reason be you're gonna create more sense of urgency just like with the clash if you have only but so much time to get to the front or do whatever you have to do then guess what should produce a better product it should make someone want to pass somebody a little bit more than they normally would so you know i don't know how you can win but honestly i thought it was cool i low-key wish i was there for it but yeah the clash was fun like i i'm glad it went the way it did it's super cool looking and shout out to the next gen cars for being able to you know get kind of beat up and people can keep racing i love it because todd dylan raced yeah. like he didn't have a ride next year or tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know my uh you know i i gotta say this though real quick too because my girlfriend is uh, she just she you know she doesn't really know much about nascar at all and just you know knows whatever i i talk about or 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 just what i tell her and try to explain to her and, you know, when this whole race started, she kept going, well, well, why does it look so small? And she goes, wouldn't she goes, wouldn't they make it or isn't it a bigger track? I go, no, not necessarily, because they they do short track racing during during the year as well. She goes, oh, I didn't know that. She goes, well, she goes, well, how come it's so small at the Coliseum? And I was like, well, because it's small Coliseum. <laughs> and she goes, it, does, it doesn't look like that when the Trojans play. I was like, well, this this ain't football. This is a NASCAR. It's a completely different sport. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm the whole time I'm laughing because I'm trying to explain this to her and she doesn't really understand. And then she was like, well, I, I, she goes, I'm not feeling this. And I was like, all right, you know, you need to go somewhere else because I was completely feeling it. <laughs> I mean, I love the way, Kenny, because it was like what we were talking about. I love the way they set up the track. I love the way it looked. I love I love how they turned it into a whole NASCAR event. And, and she was really kill, she was killing my vibe. And I was just like, oh, God, I was like, this, uh, <laughs> you know, so trying to explain it to, to her was just kind of frustrating. Like I said, I'm not a short track 
girl at all but i appreciated the race and i thought i just couldn't find anything to complain about at all the racing was good especially in that last qualifying heat before we had Mm -hmm. the actual race that was just awesome bubba was in the mix and i mean it was just crazy i had three drivers that i was rooting for alex bowman kurt bush and bubba and the race just didn't disappoint what's really interesting we touched on it a little bit at the beginning of our conversation about having races in los angeles but i was able to attend a press conference that had believe it was the president from fontana out and he talked about the track and you know what was happening as you guys know we haven't ran at fontana but in a year or has it been two time has moved really slow and it seems like it's still moving slow because they're still not ready and i got a little inside tip about what's happening at the track from somebody and they told me that it's still not going to be ready so we're racing there but i'm thinking like what did they do this whole two years yeah i mean it's kind of tough because i don't think the drag strip is there anymore matter of fact i don't think so i could be wrong but i have no idea what else they do at least in terms of like the actual racing but the only other thing i know auto club is actually known for that has done the last two years it's hosted a gang of commercials for different cars that's about it and denny hamlin and bubba wallace was in post malone's video uh music video i think it's motley crew and they actually filmed it at auto club that's about the only other thing i know that has happened at auto club recently but yeah i don't know when it'll become a short track but we'll see oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off kenny but i'm not sure if you're aware but the auto club hosts events like 200 days out the year if not more they're always doing commercials there's always yeah, something they going always on there. have some stuff going on there. yeah so that's mm-hmm. probably why there's been such a delay but at the same token mm-hmm. i'm like it's been two whole years what have you done in two years but i'm sure yeah, I don't know. finish is gonna be fabulous because they're gonna definitely have to step up the everything about fontana it's just not as fabulous and you know it's not los angeles so i'm not gonna hold you to being fabulous it's fontana you know if you know you know yeah right sure when they finish it's gonna be well you know what because i think that's the misconception that i think most people that that aren't familiar with, with with california and los angeles as far as like just like the city itself it's like, yes, it's uh, when people think of Auto Club Speedway, they're like, yeah, uh, the auto, have y'all been to the Auto Club Speedway there in Los Angeles? And it's a, it's a natural thing to say that, you know, but, but uh, like for Tam and, and, and like we know, well, it ain't anywhere near Los Angeles. I mean, it's, <laughs> you, you know, you got to, depending on where you live in Los Angeles, you have to drive, you know, an hour, hour and a half to, to, to get to, to the auto club speedway. So yeah, I, I, that, that's, that's kind of part of the problem as well. Hey, but you want to know what though? I was going to say, you want to know what, since you said uh, it's not as fabulous as Los Angeles, but guess what? You know, me and the yeah. good old Auto Club Speedway, believe it or not, we act, I'm actually the same age as the Auto Club Speedway. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Is that right? Yeah, it, bro- it broke ground in 95, <laughs> which is wild. But yes, I'm wow. just as old Man. as the Speedway, which is crazy to say, but yup. <laughs> well, going back to short track racing really quick, apparently the Auto Club is developing a short track. 
they're possibly going to have a two and a half mile race in Fontana in 2023. I didn't get that many details about the short track racing at the Auto Club, but they did talk about bringing in some short track racing. That hmm. should be really interesting. Obviously, the fans will love it. And apparently, this may have come about based on the iRacing simulations. Apparently, the iRacing simulations play a part in the design. Yeah, you know what? You bring up the iRacing thing. Actually, they were able to test a couple things for the Coliseum, actually. So they kind of developed it through. So yeah, that iRacing technology is pretty crazy with like the laser scan. And they've got some new technology that can do that stuff a whole lot faster, which obviously within a short amount of time, they were able to create the track at the Coliseum. So yeah, they created that data. And, you know, they've been to other places. And most notably recently, they went to Watkins Glen after August of this year and they actually rescanned the track. So now it is up to date as of 2021, so to speak. And so that track has got a complete refresh just off of them going there and getting data again. So I think that track came on the iRacing like very early. So a lot of stuff needed to be changed and they redid the whole place. So yeah, the iRacing tech is super, super crazy. Mr. iRacing himself, Alex Bowman. (laughs) I recall him saying something to the effect, or I'm not sure if it was actually him or the guy from Auto Speedway, but in the conversation, it came up that iRacing was a tool that can be used to develop drivers and tracks. So I thought that was an interesting little information. Okay. I got a couple of messages where people were like, did you see your boyfriend? Did you see your boyfriend? Did you see your boyfriend? (laughs) Uh, We already know who everyone's talking about. Okay. I may come back and watch every race just to see Tony Stewart in the booth for Fox Sports. It was amazing seeing my guy as soon as I got on the track. Like literally I got there Friday at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. Purposely timed it just in time for the Fox Sports presser that included Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, and all them other yeah. people because, of course, I was like laser focused on what Clint and Tony <laughs> had to say. But no, in all fairness, it also included Jamie Little, Reagan, Smith, and whoever else. Nobody matters except Tony. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> That's oh my the thing coming out. Because <laughs> I'm a fan first. Oh. But yeah, so I am excited to see Tony in the booth. Tony was fun this weekend like he was very very fun in the booth i i gotta say i'm glad he's also gonna do the 500 i have no idea how much else he's gonna do this year but if we can start the year off with him that's cool i'm i'm all right with that so yeah i think that was a pretty fun to have him in the booth and even when it was him and kyle bush in the booth and very in a very crazy way like he was talking about how i think one of his cars actually got into a accident and kyle bush is like casually talked about it and it's like man i thought he was gonna say something but he didn't but yeah great tv moment (laughs) and renee it's been so many changes like i'm like i wasn't gone that long hey you know how this sport moves i mean even the fact that jesse iwuji and emma smith have paired up to form an xfinity team like what is happening here hey look it's nascar (laughs) hey look it's nascar teams popping up left and right like i mean there has been some crazy movement i mean even our boy roger caruth is gonna be racing xfinity for alpha prime racing this season his first start is in 
but yeah, lots of movement in Cup, Xfinity, and all the above. But yes, Mr. Emma Smith and Jesse Awuji are going to be pairing up to race in Xfinity this season full time. And they've got a partnership with Chevrolet as well. So that's pretty dope. And yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. You know, shout out to the Cowboys, obviously. But yeah, crazy yeah. pairing. And we'll see how that works out. And it's kind of cool. Also, he's running the number 30 this year. And obviously, you know what the 34 is synonymous with. None other than the late, great Wendell Scott. Um, happy Black History Month as well. I don't know why I didn't say it at the beginning of the episode, but happy Black History Month. I'm going to have to give myself a crash course on everything that has happened in the last year. And I feel compelled to share this with everyone. I did a whole episode. I told you guys why I quit. Almost before the 200th episode, I believe. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. For new listeners to the podcast, maybe we'll link it in the podcast description. But I feel compelled to say something about it, especially if you guys notice a little bit of issues with my speech. But I have been dealing with a neural issue, and sometimes I have some issues with my speech that goes in and out. It's much better than it was, because at one point, everything that came out of my mouth was wonk, wonk, wonk. (laughs) I can laugh about it now, Uh because I'm way better, but... I'm in speech therapy. You are, you are turning into the uh, Charlie Brown teacher in the background, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I was Charlie yeah. Brown's wonk, wonk, wonk teacher. But I'm in speech <laughs> therapy, so I've gotten a lot better. But occasionally, there's some issues. So if you guys notice I don't sound quite right, that's what's happening. But with that being said, I am glad to be talking to you guys. And I'm glad to have you back. Thank you. Exactly. I'm not, okay, let's clarify something really quick i'm not fully back i'm just back for this episode right but we're just, well, well we're very we're happy to have you. you yeah we're happy yeah. to have you on yes, this episode exactly <laughs> i may make a guest appearance i got a message from rochelle who is a listener of the podcast shout out to rochelle and she was like what other tracks will i be at and i was like hold up hold up hold up <laughs> i haven't decided about because a lot of Wait, a lot of people are like, you're going to be in Daytona? Definitely am not going to be in Daytona. I thought about it, and then I was like, no. Then a lot of people have been like, oh, see you in Fontana. They just assume I'm going to be in Fontana in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I may get the itch and the urge closer to the time, but we shall see. But Good. I'm glad to be Good. back. Good, we shall see. And it was exciting to be at the track and to see all the old faces and see some of the drivers up close and personal. And I didn't ask any questions while I was at any of the press conferences only because, could you imagine going to speak and then my voice goes out? So I was like, nope, not going to do that to myself. But yes, what else has been going on in NASCAR? Well, we talked about Kurt Busch going to 23XI. We talked about Brad Keselowski merging with Roush. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. but also Trackhouse. Trackhouse was a thing when I last did the podcast, I believe. So. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, they were they were a they thing. They are like on the next level. Everything about them just seems great. I love their branding, everything. Now they just need to win, but I'm definitely rooting for Trackhouse. Yeah, I think they'll be good. There we go. I, I think Trackhouse will be pretty good this year. Also, obviously, this I think this may have happened 
like right before your last episode, but Chip Ganassi sold the NASCAR side of his business and gave it to Justin Marks and Pitbull, essentially. So, you know, now he has a shopping where they used to be located in Concord. So now they've got a, a base here in North Carolina versus where they were working out of Nashville, from what I understand, I believe. That's how they were working out at some point in time. So yeah, now they are in the, you know, stock car haven that we live in. But I forgot one thing to add on that list. And I don't know how I did this one because it was super off the cuff. But Eric Almarola, this is his final full-time season at Cup. He's retiring at the end of the season to, you know, spend more time with his family. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Going back to Trackhouse, it's interesting. They were operating out of Nashville, similar to when Martin Truex Jr. was operating out of Colorado. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah, front row. I mean, uh, furniture row, excuse me. Yeah. Because at this point, we do forget about the fact that he was with a whole nother winning team before he got with Joe Gibbs. He was with Furniture Row when he he won his championship. Literally, as they walked out and closed shop, they won the championship. Legit. Same year. Yep. And then his crew chief was like, I'm out. He out there in Canada operating a ski resort. He is chilling. And he occasionally pops up on Twitter every once in a while. He... He talk cash, but I understand. It's so interesting because I saw Chad Knauss at the track like every day. Every time I turned around, I was like, dang, there's Chad. Because I feel like I've been gone for two years, but I've only been gone for one year. Jimmy was already in IndyCar before I left, right? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. For those who don't know, I do know NASCAR. First of all, I'm just having one of my little issues with my neural system because it's late and these guys have me talking NASCAR when I should be asleep. <laughs> and then the other <laughs> thing is that it just seems so long ago that I talked NASCAR. NASCAR used to be my entire world. And then I walked yep. away, packed my bag. Hey, back to bags. Hey, that, hey, look, that's life. <laughs> I didn't even bring my Ferrari backpack to the track. And no, Ferrari oh, wow. is not in. NASCAR, but I have a Ferrari backpack yeah. that is like my NASCAR backpack. I've taken it to every yeah, race you, you, since you, I've had it, but I didn't take it to yeah. this race. Actually, I brought my expensive leather backpack to the track. Wow. Well, we can talk forever, and I'm sure now that I'm back or back as a guest on the podcast, it's probably going a little bit longer than it usually goes. So let's wrap up. Did we miss anything? Did you guys want to talk about what is what we expect? I will just say this, Kenny and Tam, that my only expectations for 2022 is hoping that that we have somewhat of a season that we had last year. I actually thoroughly enjoyed last season, how we had all different kinds of winners, winners that we, we didn't even expect. I mean, I hope that the... That, that some of the guys, you know, kind of kind of come back and, and get back on the level of what we're used to seeing them, such as Kyle Busch, such as Kevin Harvick. You know, I mean, these guys were like really kind of like low key last season. You know, they didn't didn't really have, you know, well, we didn't see them uh, if, if, if much at all in the, you know, in the, the winner's circle. So but but I actually kind of enjoyed it. Kenny, I don't know about you, but but it was it was it was crazy and all around. And but that's just the way it was up until the end where uh, up until the end where well yeah up until the end where 
where Kyle Larson just kind of took over and caught fire and was winning practically every race. But I hope I hope we have a I hope we have a season like we did in 2021. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I hope so too. I think uh, we should get something pretty good out the next gen car. I really like what I saw from the get go from what it was um, from the clash. Obviously, take that with a grain of salt. But the one thing you can figure out is that these composite bodies are tough. You can I'm gonna use a better word on this podcast, but you can beat the hell out of them. I will say, yeah. and it produces a pretty good race. And I think that's what people have wanted for so long. And the cars look pretty cool. So yeah, looking forward to 22. It should be a real interesting season. Hey, maybe we may get a lot of different winners because the gap is definitely gonna change. Given this is gonna be the first year, first chance with this car, people are still learning it. It'll be interesting. So looking forward yeah. to it. But with that being said, I guess it's time for some dates on the 500 predictions. It is time for some predictions. <laughs> Renee, who you? There we go. It's time for race predictions. All right. Well, based on what I just said about my expectations for 2022, I am going outside the box again this year. And you know what? I don't think Michael McDowell is going to win again, but I'm going to go with somebody who I'm looking for this person. I'm looking for this driver to have a a really good year this year. Don't ask me why, but I am going with none other than Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to win the Daytona 500. I I might even put money in Vegas on that. If I have an alternative pick, well, hell, I'm going to go with my boy Chase Elliott. I'm going to go with my boy Chase Elliott as my alternative pick, but I'm going with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. as my main pick. Kenny, what say you? Well, this is definitely a whole lot different than mine for sure. Um, Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah, because we we, we're always on the same page. Yeah, no, usually we end up picking at the same time, but you know, we still have 37 weeks to do that. So with that being said, I will go ahead and say, I don't know about Ricky Stenhouse Jr., even though he has won a Daytona beforehand, just not the 500. We'll see. You never know. Obviously, Michael McDowell won last year. But for me, I'm going to actually keep it simple. I'm actually going to go with Denny Hamlin to win the 500 again. He is one of the most underrated, not underrated for real, but he's not really viewed as that guy on the super speedways, but he is extremely talented on the super speedways as one of the Daytona 500 multiple times and has won Talladega plenty of times as well. So I think that's an easy pick. And for a wild alternative pick, I am actually going to go with Kurt Busch and I'm going to pick him to get his second Daytona 500 and it'll be his second with a different team. So with that being said, those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. All right. And Tams, you're not going to give a a pick for us today, as you said, correct? Correct. All right. Well, there you go. You know, it is so good to hear Tams' voice back on the podcast, as we've said throughout this entire podcast. And Tam, I got to say, we really do miss you. We talked about it quite a bit during last year. You know, we we mentioned you every chance that we got, and we certainly appreciate you coming on and being a guest throughout the entire season of 2022. Always welcome to come back for this podcast that you first started uh, way back. So we certainly appreciate you getting it started for us because without you, me and Kenny would not have this podcast. And uh, thanks for bringing Kenny in because over this year that you'd been gone, you know, it certainly was 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 a pleasure, you know, creating a new bond with Kenny and myself as well. For Kenny, for Tam and myself, we certainly appreciate you guys also coming back in 2022, listening to All Turns No Breaks. Please turn us on to whoever you know that likes NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do. Because like Tam has always said before, this podcast is for 
for fans, by fans. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week on another episode of All Turns, No Breaks. I see y'all. Speed Weeks, you next. There wouldn't be a podcast without Renee because Renee and I started this together and then Kenny came along and continued it. So there would be no podcast without Renee or Kenny. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 